1: Well, good morning, gang, and welcome to New Southern Garden. Of course, I'm your gardening pal, Nathan Wilson, and I'm delighted that you've decided to join us to talk about your landscape and your garden. Maybe you have something that's bugging you. Well, bugs are a problem in the landscape, and you always know, if well, if you've just joined us for the program, maybe you've never listened to New Southern Garden before, you do know that we answer your questions monthly, so be sure to check us out online at NewSouthernGarden.com to send us those questions if you indeed do have something that is bothering you in your landscape, but I don't love to just hear about the problems you have, I'd love to hear about your successes. And we do love to hear from you when you talk about wonderful things uh, that are going on in your landscape. Uh, today, we have a, a special thing going on. I've got a special guest in the studio with us. Uh, well, we'll talk about them in a second. But last week, we answered your questions. We talked about poppies and uh, fruit drop, a gentleman's Peaches were dropping fruits. So if those questions are something you also have, be sure to check out last week's episode online. And I do want to remind you before we get into the special guest today, I do want to remind you that New Southern Garden is starting to do more online on YouTube. So every week I have pushed myself to make sure that I get a video up there for you to, to see. Uh, last week we talked about how I built my raised beds. That sort of came from another YouTube video I did, and somebody commented and said, Oh, I love your raised beds. I'd love to see how you built them, how you made them. So that's there for you on YouTube. And of course, we're trying to do YouTube shorts as well. Now, these YouTube shorts are just one-minute videos, but they are chock-full with good information for you and your garden. For instance, last week, uh, we uploaded a video on evergreen plants to create a privacy screen uh, or a hedge. Now... On this program, I can only use the power of my description to kind of show you what these plants look like. But the thing I love about the YouTube platform, of course, and video is that you're able to see it firsthand. You're able to see what those plants look like. So we talk about, Green giant arborvitae. I've mentioned that plant to you plenty of times before. Great evergreen plant. And of course, I've uh, talked about Arizona cypress. That's in the video. And an eastern red cedar that's real nice and compact. Great for the landscape. Doesn't take over uh, the barrier between you and your neighbor you have a smaller space it's ideal for that but on the on the on the youtube you can see these in action and of course i give you a brief description in 60 seconds or less but there's a lot going on with new southern garden here in 2024 um like i said youtube's kind of the newest thing i think i'm going to be working on trying to get a newsletter out at least uh middle of the month maybe 12 a year, not overwhelming you. So if you're interested in getting uh, information and update from New Southern Garden directly to your email, be sure to check us out online at NewSouthernGarden.com. Oh, and of course, we're on Facebook and Instagram. So if you need to send us a question, you can do that there. Well, let's go ahead and uh, let me welcome my guest to you this morning. Um, The gentleman who's with me today is a friend of mine. As a matter of fact, we studied together at the University of Georgia um, around the same time period, and we have been doing all kinds of things in the landscapes of people here in northeast georgia for several years now i don't know i probably just need to ask him to tell us a little bit a little bit about himself. i won't go on so i do want to welcome ben ross to new southern garden welcome ben
2: thanks for having me nathan i appreciate it
1: well i'm glad you're here with us so of course you know you and i go back a few years now Mm -hmm. um but maybe tell us a little bit about yourself where you come from and uh, what kind of got you into the kind of... Well, first of all, maybe you should tell us what kind of work you do. I probably should have mentioned that earlier.
2: Yeah, so I am a uh, a landscape maintenance and installation business owner. Um, I've been doing that since, I, I guess, really got started in 2015, uh, but then kind of got really serious in 2016. I've been kind of doing that ever since.
1: But you are good with turf. You are my go-to turf guy. As a matter of fact, I, I know I haven't... You know, had you on the program before, but I always talk uh, New Southern Garden about my turf guy, and you're him because um, when I was studying horticulture at University of Georgia, we had a lot of classes together. Mm-hmm. But you studied
2: specifically, yes, yeah, specifically
1: turf, turf yep. specifically yep. turf grass mm-hmm. and management. turf management. Well, that's an important thing because, of course, uh, this is a crop that you find in almost every landscape mm-hmm. in the South.
2: Yep. And originally I was, I was doing it because I thought I was going to work at a golf course, which I did for several years, probably learned more at the golf course than I did uh, actually at the university. But um, that's where I originally thought I was going to go. And it, and it led me into uh, my own own business, which is way better (laughs) in a good way. So,
1: (laughs) well, you get to set your schedule and all that, Mm -hmm. I guess a lot of perks, but a lot of responsibility. So with that being said, now that we know what you do, tell us, tell us about your history. You will,
2: yeah. So, uh, was born here in North Georgia. Um, and uh, I mean, it's interesting that your t- the name of your show is Southern Garden because, uh, or the new Southern Garden because I should be super familiar with it by now. But grew up in the North Georgia area, uh, um, the East Hall area specifically, and uh, pretty much spent my life on a 20 acre cattle farm. Uh, we had chickens, uh, my dad had a hay baling business on the side uh, that he did, so all summer we were throwing square bales of hay on the back of a trailer, and uh, and then you you do it again in the fall, so my dad kept us busy during the summers doing that kind of thing, um, but that's kind of, kind of my uh, upbringing, and then of course went to the University of Georgia after high school, and that's where I kind of got to know you a little bit better.
1: So... With that kind of background, you're already sort of uh, used to being around nature, around plants, around animals and all this. But w- would you say there was a driving force? Because I have my own, you know, a driving force to get you into what the, the stuff that let's be honest, stuff that you and I do is kind of weird, kind of different. Not many people are in this business, you know, when you compare it to uh, the number of hospital workers, et cetera. So what would you say has kind of pushed you to do what you do?
2: Yeah, well, I always like being outdoors. Of course, that's everybody's answer that works outdoors. They always say, I just love being outdoors. Well, I was, oh, man, I was going to, the, at the time, it was called Gainesville College, and was was trying to do engineering, was not for me, did not like sitting in class doing math all day long. Um and I literally one day I was kind of at my wits end and I just sat down at the university of Georgia website and went through all of their majors until I found turf management. I said, that's the one for me. And uh, at the time I was working at a place called Eagle ranch over here in uh, flowery branch. And, uh, actually it may have been a Brazelton address, but Brazelton flowery branch, uh, area. And, uh, i worked outside. That's what I did. We cut grass, you know, ran the skid steer put out pine straw and I, I really enjoyed doing that kind of thing. And when I found out you could get paid to do that kind of thing, I was like, okay, maybe that's, maybe that's kind of the direction I need to go. So that's sort of how I kind of got into it. Um, But then ultimately spending time at the golf course, um, learned a ton at the golf course about turf and uh, people management and that kind of thing. But just ultimately it was like, Hey, you know, small business is a, is a better route to go because you can make more money. You can work for yourself and uh, you're really setting up your future a lot better other than as opposed to working for someone else so that's that's sort of how, how I ended up where I'm at in a, in a short term in a, in a in a short way of saying
1: it yeah. yeah well no it's always good to know the history and what kind of what kind of drives people to do what they do so talking about doing what you do what are some of the things that you're you're doing for your clients uh maybe your areas of Focus, expertise, mm-hmm. connecting mm-hmm. them with other people who can do certain things in their landscape?
2: Yeah. So, we are our, our bread and butter, if you will. The main thing we do is maintenance. So, lawn maintenance. So, that's uh, mowing, edging, weed eating, tr- uh, sh- uh, trimming shrubs. Uh, and then we do the fertility on the lawn. Um, so, that's our main thing. Uh, also, work. Uh, do a lot of small installation stuff, so plant design and installation, which Nathan helps us out with. Uh, we kind of partner on that, and we do a good bit of uh, plant installation work. Now, we don't do any hardscapes or anything like that. We'll do some dry riverbeds and that kind of thing for customers, because that's pretty easy, but we will, I have a guy that does really nice rock work and patios and that kind of thing, so we'll actually, if it's a bigger project, we'll actually sub, sub him out on stuff like that. Uh, so those are kind of our main uh, money-making uh, things that we do. Um, and then, of course, chemical treatments and that kind of thing. We'll do just chemical treatments, which is which is good for us uh, to do that kind of work. Uh, but those are the main things that we do on a day-to-day basis.
1: Okay, so it sounds like, you know, because we actually started this year here on New Southern Garden talking about Sort of the phases I see, like when you're trying to, say, you buy a new house and you want to re-landscape it, you know, maybe the builders put in some scruffy stuff and you want it to look li- like you want. Um, and of course, there are some things that, you know, some folks de- do it yourself, DIY it. Um, but you're saying that there is a pathway if you can't do it yourself or don't have the time or whatever, that companies like yourself could help in that process of going from either renovating or completely, you know, remodeling, if you will, the landscape.
2: Yeah, definitely. So the, the, the best thing that you can do for your, the outside of your property is to get a professional to come up with a design and like you said, uh, renovate your landscape. Even if it's a new landscape, it just brings so much value to your property. Um, inside and out when visitors come or even when you come home at the end of a long day and you pull in and your front yard looks like something on the front of a magazine right. that brings value to you. And so, um, so that process uh, it's fairly simple. It can be a little bit depending on what you want and that kind of thing. It can be a little bit more challenging, but uh, it just starts with a phone call, you make a phone call to your uh, local business, uh, landscape contractor uh hopefully ross landscape that's the name of my business (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if we actually brought that up yet or not (laughs) um (laughs) so uh you you start it starts with a phone call and i always recommend getting a couple different ideas and quotes so it's good to call different guys i have absolutely no problem with that so you start with a consultation that's kind of where it starts Um, and that way the contractor or the design person can kind of get on the same page with you and kind of see what you want
1: yeah, no, that's definitely what uh, sort of a direction I wanted to head. I know that we've just got a couple more minutes in the segment, but um, kind of that process of working with a landscaper, um, maybe what to expect. My, my thought is, say we, you know, I'm a homeowner who has – not really done much with the landscape. Maybe I have a push mower. I'm at least cutting my lawn, but I do want to have this brand new look, this kind of magazine cover landscape and something. And well, maybe I can't do it myself. Maybe I do need to do that. So, um, w- maybe expand upon your thoughts there a little more about maybe not just the process, but like what what to expect when you're working with a landscaper. I mean, you you know, we, we hire people to come in and renovate our kitchens and remodel our bathrooms and all this. Um, and whereas, you know, that job is kind of one and done. You remodel the bathroom and you're done. But then the landscape, it's almost like you're you're making more of a relationship with someone because they may install it, but they don't necessarily just walk away. You may continue to employ them or contract them to, you know, maintain what they've they've put in. I mean, it's sort of like relationship building in a way. Mhm.
2: Yeah, the the very first thing I'll say, uh the first thing that came to my mind that's very interesting is if to if you need to you need to find a reputable landscaper. Once you find a reputable landscaper that you trust, then he will bring so much more knowledge and so much more value to your landscape. So that's the first first thing. Um, but yeah, once, once you get a baseline design in place, the landscape's always changing. My personal landscape, it's, it's always changing. It never, it never stays the same and it requires maintenance and it requires, uh, you know, if, if a particular plant, you know, does a little bit better in the shade, but it gets too much sun, you have to move it. And so creating that relationship with a landscape professional is I think really important to, to, to do that.
1: Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think that, um, you know, it's quite different than just contracting somebody to come in and start do a project and finish it. Of course, you can install a landscape and finish it. Um, But with the landscape, like you mentioned, it's always growing. It's always changing. And so from day to day, week to week, season to season, maybe year to year, uh, it's probably great to have somebody who's on your side who knows the ins and out of your landscape and those things. Well, gang, we are coming up on a break. But when we get back, more about working with landscapers in your own landscape. Hang on tight. have someone come to your home, to your house, and help you with your landscape. And you're maybe in need of a landscape professional. Well, I have brought one to the program today. Of course, uh, Ben Ross is joining us with Ross Landscapes here in North Georgia. Um, we've been talking about a little bit about him and what they do. But of course, you may be looking for someone in your area, someone who uh, can help you do the things that you want done in your landscape. And kind of want to pick up where we left off we were talking about sort of finding a landscape what you look for what you can expect working with them making a relationship with them if uh you plan to have them come out weekly monthly whatever the term may be um and you know ben earlier you said that you know look for a reputable landscaper i i've said this on the program before to our listeners that you know in the business we're in it's not like we're brain surgeons who need certain uh, requirements. They come with licensing and they come with approval from a board. I mean, essentially, is this not true, Ben? You, you have a truck, you have a trailer, you have, I mean, you could call yourself and get a business license. You could call yourself a landscaper, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, what's yeah. the barriers to becoming a landscaper? What, are there few? Yeah,
2: there are very, very few barriers. And there aren't a whole lot of things that on the outside that necessarily set you apart. So, yeah, I think the biggest anxiety that a potential client has is finding somebody who's reputable, somebody who's honest and trustworthy. I I definitely say that's their biggest anxiety. And if you just get on Google, which I recommend you do as a good starting point, but if you just Google landscapers for your area. So say uh, landscapers, Hall County, um, you're going to have a list that, that shows up, but you still have to wade through all of that. And that can be, that can definitely be challenging and it can definitely bring some anxiety because you don't know, you don't know who's going to show up at your front door.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. And I mean, of course, you know, that's the beauty of living in the 21st century. We have this thing we call the World Wide Web where we can find people. But of course, probably another way, would you say that people find you maybe, and of course, uh, the, the landscapers, you know, like word of mouth, like. People who have been using you may say to their best friend or maybe their best friend, ask them, your landscape looks good. Who does your landscape? I mean, that's there's still a lot to say about word of mouth, right?
2: Oh, definitely, yeah. And and most folks live in neighborhood situations. So, yeah, word of mouth is, uh, I mean, not only will it give the client confidence because they've seen the work that's being done. They can go talk to that, let's say, a neighbor has had some work done. They can talk to that neighbor and find the ins and outs. And if it's good work and uh, the company was a good, reputable company, then that neighbor is going to gladly pass that uh, recommendation on.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I find that, I mean, I'm not a landscaper. I, of course, operate Lanier Nursery and Gardens in Flowery Branch, Georgia, where you can find me throughout the week. But uh, I hear from a lot of people who come to the nursery. I mean, they're looking for plants and sometimes they have really good things to say about maybe whoever's doing their landscaping but then other times they may not say very good things so it does seem like you can probably get uh, at least a perspective if you're looking into a new company uh, to, to come to your landscape from the people you know and who are already you know employing uh, a landscaper contracting with them so
2: yeah, definitely. Just do some research.
1: Yeah, do the research. Do the research. Um, so, when it comes to, let's see, when it comes to going out into the landscape as a landscaper, um, what are some things you look for? So, we've sort of talked maybe on the on the client side, the homeowner side, the land whoever owns a landscape. But say, like, what are some things you may be looking at before to see if you want to have a relationship with this person do a job for these people i mean we, of course y- you look at maybe the terrain i mean there's like the physical nature of things there's um are you maybe when you're consulting with folks are you uh bold enough to point out landscape situations that could be corrected you know because i think sometimes um you know for people who maybe not are gardeners uh they may just be looking for some advice on hey I don't really know what to do, but can you tell me what to do? That kind of thing. Does that ever come across your plate?
2: Yeah, for sure. So we, you know, if I get a call to come do a consultation or something like that, and I'm always going to listen to what the customer wants. I do a lot of times people will, you know, ask me my opinion, which I will gladly do. But if there are circumstances where a customer wants one thing and I'm looking at it and it and it can't be done without doing something else, of course, I'm going to let them know that. Uh So, um, yeah. So as far as what I'm looking for, you know, I'm, I'm looking for anybody who's uh, ready to do some work in their landscape. Um, we do, uh, you know, once we send in a quote, let's say, you know, we do require some money down. So that, that tells the landscaper that you're serious. Um, People can, this is going to sound a little bit interesting or different, but people do have reputations. So as far as clients go, we're actually dealing with one this week that uh, both Nathan and I are both familiar with, um, but this individual has a reputation. In her neighborhood for being difficult to work with so so we we will you know we'll try to vet people to make sure that they're going to be somebody that's good to work with as well Um, but as far as like looking at the landscape and uh you know doing a consultation you know i'm going to be open and honest with you if it's something we can or can't do
1: right yeah no i I like that that uh you Yes. I've always thought that, you know, when I consult with people that uh, in their own landscapes, like we need to be, we need to be listening to them, what they want. Sometimes I've had uh, people come to me and say, Hey, you know, I paid a landscape designer thousand dollars to draw this immaculate plan, but they did nothing that I asked them to nothing that I wanted. They really weren't listening to me. So I'm glad to hear that it's sort of this combination of listening, but then maybe saying, Hey, here's the realities in order to make this happen. May not be the best spot. Maybe it's light. Maybe it's the soil. Maybe it's topography. Whatever reason, and I think that that's one benefit to bringing you know a reputable landscaper into your landscape. Somebody who knows what they're doing is to say, hey, before you do this, there are some things you may need to consider. So, I mean, it's good to you have to be listening, but also maybe be showing. The realities of the space, you think? Yeah.
2: Any any landscaper that tries to is trying to force you into a certain direction, mm. you definitely want to get a second opinion. Mm, um, you should never be forced into doing something that you do not want to do. Now, someone who is really trying to show you the reality of a situation, you just have to be able to uh, use your best judgment on that. But I have seen where you know guys will be very forceful about doing something a certain way. Mm. And, uh, as the client, you have the right to say, Hey, you know, I'm going to back away from that and we're going to go get a second opinion on that. So I'm, we're, we're not the type that, that want to force anything on anybody. Yeah. Um, unless it's just, you know, we did a, for example, we did a retaining wall, uh, for a lady, uh, at the beginning of the year and the direction of the retaining wall had to change a little bit based on the original design because the soil was very sandy and we couldn't build the retaining wall on it because it would just, it it kept falling over. So that was that there's an instance where it's like, Hey, you know, this is going to change the look of your landscape. It's still going to make it beautiful, but it's going to be different than what we originally said. So sometimes you just have to, you know, talk through those kinds of situations.
1: Yeah. So it does seem like when you're, you know, you have a landscaper come out, somebody you want to work with maybe. And, and, as the homeowner, definitely be talking about what you want, what you need, but maybe be looking on the landscaper's response to you as to, hey, if they say there are certain realities, uh, maybe that's very critical for, for the homeowner to listen to. So so with, on that same track, you mentioned, you know, like uh, maybe getting second opinions and quotes. I mean, how critical do you think that aspect is? we got like a minute left of this segment, but uh, how, how important do you think that is as far as do you, just go for the first company you find, or, or should you go and maybe reach out to two or three more?
2: Yeah, definitely. At least one other. It's a lot of work to do, so uh, to do more than a handful. So, you know, at least get another opinion. That's always good because you'll be able to compare and contrast the differences, and it'll really show you who's more professional and who's more honest, and they'll come up with a different design, and you'll, you'll be happy if you take the time to do that. Yeah, and
1: especially like when you uh, mentioned that, uh, that little story about the retaining wall, you know, that could have been a disaster in, in a way if you gave exactly what the plan was at the beginning. Because sometimes reality is you get in the landscape, you have a plan. It's really just a concept because depending on how water moves, how the soil is, it turned out to be sandy. Could have been a disaster with the wall falling. Well, gang, when we get back from this break, more about what you need to be looking for when you are looking for a landscaper. Hang on tight. So, gang, of course, today on New Southern Garden, well, if you're just joining us, you don't know, but I do have a uh, special guest today, a good friend of mine. His name is Ben Ross with Ross Landscapes. And, you know, at the beginning of the year, I was talking about how you might go about Renovating your landscape, redoing your landscape, whether you've just bought a new house or maybe it's an old house and you want a new landscape. Um, But the reality is sometimes you may need some help doing that. And we have talked about, you know, using a landscaping service, uh, finding yourself a landscape professional who can help you keep your landscape looking as wonderful as the cover of a Southern Living magazine. And so one thing I've never done is bring a landscaper into the program. So again... Ben Ross is here with us. We're glad that you're here giving us some information, maybe an inside look into a landscaper's trailer. You know, what's going on? What is the, <laughs> what is happening in the landscaping world? And what are some things you can expect? So before the break, uh, we were talking about uh, working kind of looking for a landscaper. Of course, about reputation, you know, there's no real, uh, in our state at least, there's no real licensing required other than maybe being a business. Um, but of course, uh, looking online at reviews for certain companies, uh, talking to your neighbors. If you, you see a landscape down the street, maybe ask those people if they like their landscape. But let's say we get to the point where we've picked the guy we wanna work with, we pick the crew that we want to uh, work with, it's an installation or maintenance or something. Uh, What are sort of the next steps in that process, Ben, that you go through on a daily, day-to-day basis? I mean, sometimes that word contracts throws out. Like if you were going to uh, go into a relationship with a client, whether they're installing a landscape or maintaining, is this contract necessary? Is is that something that we want to be looking for
2: oh definitely I, I think contracts are good for both parties um, protects for just for protection reasons for both um, it lays out, a contract will lay out everything that you're agreeing to do um, in my early days before I was <laughs> doing <laughs> contracts yeah. you know we would do uh, work And be finished, and the client would say, hey, I thought you were going to do this. And so there was just not clear communication between us. You know, I maybe misunderstood what they wanted, um, but they thought that the price that I gave them included something else. And so uh, a contract really clears all that stuff up. Uh, Pretty much uh, whether it's construction or landscaping or whatever it is, whatever's in a contract, that – landscaper is planning on doing okay they're not they're not going to do anything outside of what's on that contract right, so right. contracts are really important in that regard and it's the same with maintenance um, you'll see like in our maintenance contracts you'll see uh, basically bullet points of the things that we do um, you know everything from the edging and mowing and shrub trimming and that kind of thing so it outli- a contract is good because it outlines the actual work that's going to get done so contracts are really important
1: yeah I think that you know sometimes you use the word contract, you throw out a contract I mean all the legal whatever. but like you said, if the homeowner the, the person who's contracting the work, I mean if they have a certain goal in mind, uh, this is a way to keep things straight. It's a checklist if you will for um, for making sure that you're gonna do what you say and that they have everything on there. I mean it really helps both
2: parties both sides. and don't don't be scared yeah. it's it's not like a uh, it's not like when, when somebody talks about contracts, like a contract buying a house or something right, like right. that. That's a lot more complicated. This type of contract is more like, hey, we're going to do ABC, you're going to pay for ABC, and it's good for both both parties to have.
1: Yeah. So, all right. So that's that's good to have it. And it's also, I mean, maybe to some degree if contract is never discussed, maybe we want to reconsider who we're working with. I don't know. So uh, I think from my vantage point, you know, not being a landscaper, but I sort of see what landscapers can do for a homeowner, a client, a gardener um, as maybe an install could be like installing plants, installing a new landscape could sort of be a one and done kind of project, but then they could also help with maintaining, which is a routine ongoing. It may, it may be every other week. It may be every week. It may be certain times of the year, not certain times of the year. I mean, is that sort of how you could divide the kind of work a landscaper could do? is in those two buckets, if you will, or am I yeah. reading that wrong?
2: Yeah, no, more or less. Uh, You kind of have your ongoing recurring, uh, business, which is maintenance. And then you have your kind of one, one time installation, uh, business. Now I will, uh, I'll say this, um, a lot of times when we do an installation, the ongoing maintenance is typically for just the, you know, that installation, whatever it may be, whether it be shrubs or, or turf or whatever, um, but then we also do we we also have services and most landscape companies will have services for maintenance for existing stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, but yeah the ongoing the ongoing maintenance is really good. I I have many many times have done an installation. And they, the, the customer has decided not to use this. They want to do their own maintenance on it. Right. And there are some people who have a green thumb. If you're listening to this program, you probably do. So you have, <laughs> right. you have a pretty good understanding oh, yeah. of how to maintain your landscape. But a lot of folks don't. Yeah. So it's always good to keep on the guy or the company that does your installation. It's good to keep them on to help you out with the maintenance. Because there's, there's a lot to it. I mean, uh, the appropriate timing for trimming the appropriate timing for fertilizing pre-emergent, the appropriate time when to mulch. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't want to put that mulch down going into December. No. Um, and you don't want to put pre-emergent down in July because it's probably not going to do anything for you. Right. So you can actually save a lot of time and, and heartache if you get a professional to take care of some of those things for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, the, the stuff we do, just gardening in general, it's super seasonal and so, you know, that also plays into the the world of landscaping big time. So, um, what what is sort of this? Uh, so, let's talk about the installation side of a process. Like, um, say you 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 work with a customer to install. A landscape for them. That's the job, not the maintenance stuff, just installation. So, what is sort of the order? Like, say you need irrigation, you need lighting, maybe hardscaping, uh, and then, of course, there's the plant material. Uh, I would be, I'm just interested to know what order these usually come in and what, you know, a homeowner may expect while they're there and they're, the crew's working.
2: Yeah, great question. Um, it, it's actually pretty straightforward. Your hardscaping typically is first, uh, they do the most destruction. You don't you don't ever want to uh, spend a bunch of money on plants and then have a patio put in or a wall put in because they're gonna they're going to destroy everything and it's nothing to do with the 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 guys who are doing that work. It's just the nature of it. Mm -hmm. Um, So you always want to get your hardscapes in first. Um, Depending on so we subcontract irrigation work out because it can get a little bit complicated, Um, but. It really depends on the uh, the company for the irrigation uh, as far as order. Right, right. Um, so a lot of times, a landscaper will come in, or a irrigation guy will come in, and they will put all the main lines in and stuff in first. So mm-hmm. you do your hardscapes, then you put your irrigation lines in and they'll, if they're doing drip line or whatever, they'll wait till all the plants are in first before you do all that. And, they'll, and then they'll come back and they'll do all their final adjustments on heads and, and yeah. put the drip line in and all that kind of thing. Um, so you get your, your main stuff in for your, your main lines in for your irrigation. Then you put your plants in, then the irrigation guy comes back, does all the detail, uh, adjustments. Um, and then you can, uh, if you want lighting, that's something lighting mm. can be done at the very, very end lighting, yeah. something that, you know, it's super easy because right. you're not burying any wires or, or you're not burying them deep or anything like that. So that's kind of the general gist. So you, you do all the destroying and tearing everything down yeah. and then you build it all back up
1: and make it look nice. Make it look nice. Again.
2: Did I, did I answer that question? Yeah, that, you did.
1: And I just had a thought while you're talking about the irrigation part, um, Maybe sort of making a case or not, I don't know, for having a landscaper uh, help you. If you do, say you have an existing irrigation system or you're putting one in, uh, is having a landscaper who's coming around regularly throughout the year, I mean, are, are they looking for Because I know with our irrigation at the nursery, you know, pipes break. Uh, the heads get clogged and then if your head's clogged or your pipe's broken like you're not getting the water where you need it and the plants you need it to is looking for irrigation problems in the landscape something that uh landscapers would would maybe should could be doing
2: oh yeah a hundred percent i i feel like like i said a minute ago we don't we don't do irrigation, right? Right. But I have more conversations with customers about <laughs> irrigation than I do just about anything else, yeah. because it's always an ongoing problem. Irrigation breaks all of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, main lines break, heads break. I mean, you'll have a brand new system that get and you turn it on, and one of the heads pops off. It yeah. just it just happens. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, our maintenance guys are the first ones to see that. Especially when they drive a lawnmower through the middle of a uh, a a puddle that has been building up for hours and hours and hours. So, so yeah. So that's that's a that's a very nice thing about having a a a maintenance company is they will keep an eye out for your irrigation. And a lot of our guys, my guys anyways, have enough experience to know to go turn off, you know, the main valves and that kind of thing. So that's, that's kind of nice.
1: Yeah, I know. I was, I remember one time I was in a landscape consulting with a client and, uh, you know, we're really just looking at design work. That's about what I do in the landscape, but um, they were like, well, we do have an irrigation system. And I'm not sure if it's working. I don't know, you know, like, we maybe need to investigate that. So it's like, you know, you put all this into, you know, sort of insurance for your plants. That's the irrigation, in my opinion, is it's insurance for your plants because we may have enough water any given year, but we may not. So you've got the insurance. But if the insurance is not working, then what's the point of having the irrigation, you know? So I
2: think- and it's it's amazing how many people neglect their system or they stop using it because of neglect. Mm -hmm. And it's one simple little thing to get Ah, it running again. You know, it's one, it's one uh, valve that's stuck on or it won't open or something like that. So it's definitely worth having somebody look at because they're, they can, like you said, you know, we may get a dry summer and you want that insurance on. If you spend, if yeah. you spend thousands and thousands of dollars on plant material, you definitely yeah. want to, you know, spend a couple extra thousand bucks and get an irrigation system put in or repaired, right? Uh, to ensure those plants,
1: yeah, I know. And, and that's good to have somebody who's, you know, who knows what to look for as far as maybe ineffective or not efficient irrigation systems. So, uh, kind of circling back not back but uh, you mentioned that you know it is good to have a a maintenance crew to maybe be around doing these things so on the maintenance side what are some things that you know say you're employing somebody or contracting with a company to do some maintenance work for you what are some general services I mean I know you provide certain ones specifically but like what are some things you could expect from kind of the whole world of maintenance uh, with landscaping yeah, so what we
2: specifically deal in is uh, annual maintenance. Yeah, so that's that's twelve months. Um, I, I believe that brings more value to your landscape than having a company that only services your lawn seven months out of the year. Yeah, um, we pretty much only deal with. Uh, year round maintenance, because we want to stay on top of your landscape. We want it to look good all of the time. Mm-hmm. We don't want le- you know, a lot of people say, Oh, well, what do you do in the wintertime? Well, we don't want your leaves built up right. and making the yard look bad or suffocating your grass or suffocating some of your smaller plants because, because we're cleaning that up all the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, that, that annual maintenance contract is a really big deal. We're
1: running out of time here. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. So we're coming up on a break, but I'm (laughs) glad. You know, I don't want to cut you off there. So, Ben, um, when we get back from the break, I do want to dig a little deeper into the maintenance side of uh, the world of landscaping and maybe ask some more specific questions about some of the things you can ask a landscaper to do for you, Uh, maybe some of the things you don't know could be done, Uh, and then, of course, um, maybe some of the things that uh, nobody knows about. Except for professional like Ben. So when we get back from the break, more on choosing a right landscaper for your landscape. All right, gang, so today is all about you and your landscape and finding someone who might be able to give you a helping hand. Of course, we are talking about looking for a landscaper, what to expect from a landscaper. I mean, I sort of have taken today's program like if, if I knew nothing about the landscape or if I knew nothing about working with a landscaper. And with that in mind... I have opened the door into the studio and asked a good friend of mine, Ben Ross with Ross Landscapes, to come in on the conversation, and I hope that you're finding uh, this this discussion we're having quite helpful, especially if you've never worked with a landscaper before. Sometimes it can be scary. You know, new things are scary, new things are daunting, and we were talking about the maintenance side, the maintenance side of landscaping, Um, but before we get into that, I do want to remind you that if you have... Missed any program of New Southern Garden as we've traveled through the years? You can find every episode of New Southern Garden online at newsoutherngarden.com, and be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram to keep in touch with us. Maybe drop us a question there or comment about the show. But also, we're on YouTube, and I have been working to get videos up on YouTube to help you see, you know, uh, the program here. You can hear and listen, but uh, my descriptions aren't always the best, so you can see. Uh, uh, with the uh, videos that we post on YouTube and, of course, on the website. They're there as well uh, on some different topics. We've talked about garlic and growing garlic and growing uh, uh onions, all, all kind of stuff. So be sure to check that out. So before the break, we were talking with Ben Ross here, a uh, landscape professional here in Northeast Georgia. And we were talking about the maintenance side of what landscapers can do, what they can do for you. I mean, Ben, in my mind, of course, there's the mowing, maybe the maintenance of leaves that fall the blowing there's the fertilizing right there's maybe pruning i mean i don't want to answer this question but what are some of the things what are some of the important things that may need to be done in landscape that a landscaper is going to help you with routinely regularly keeping things looking sharp and growing well
2: yeah so i mean first and foremost the main thing is cutting grass yeah that's that's the main thing Um, that's going to save you a ton of time Mm -hmm. if you let us cut your grass on a weekly basis and it's going to look good. So, uh, cutting grass is the main thing. Pruning, uh, your summer maintenance pruning, uh, to kind of keep shrubs under control, especially those big hollies. Yeah. Um, and on the topic of pruning, we do a lot of winter pruning. So your ornamental grasses get cut back, your crepe myrtles, if they need it, they get they get that light pruning on the crape myrtle, oh, um, your roses, <laughs> um, your roses and things like that, that, uh, that need to be cut back. Yeah. Um, so th- those are some maintenance things. Um, again, back to summertime, uh, all of your edging, um, keeping things blown off. Then during leaf season, you, we, we spend a lot of time blowing leaves, mulching leaves. Um, we don't really haul leaves off anymore. We used to do that. Um, but we like to leave that organic material on your property Very if possible. Good. I like yep. that. It's good for your soils, so yeah, we, we like to leave that if we can. Um, so those are, those are a few things uh, that I can think of offhand. One thing that we've started to offer as uh, part of our chemical uh, division is doing some fogging uh, for mosquitoes oh. and that kind of thing. Um, so that can be routine. Uh, another thing that we, that I think sets us apart a little bit from uh, some companies is we do our, we'll do our chemicals uh, as a part of your uh, maintenance contract. So right. if you have a maintenance contract where we mow, edge, we blow, do that kind of thing, we'll also do the chemical uh, right. uh, applications for you as well for your
1: turf. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a long list of things there. And actually, that one you mentioned about fogging. I mean, of course, I was expecting the pruning, different seasonal prunings and the blowing of leaves and whatever. But this fogging thing, you know, like I know Mr. What is that? Like Mr. Mosquito, something Mm. like that. Mosquito Joe. Mosquito Joe. Like that's all they did or do, mm-hmm. I guess. Yep. But like now we can see where that may be offered through your landscaping mm-hmm. provider. huh?
2: Yeah. It'll, in a lot of your chemical companies do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, they don't really advertise a whole lot for it, but a lot of your chemical companies do that. Um, again, uh, mosquitoes in the South are really bad, especially yeah. if you have standing water areas or something like, or damp areas or something like that. It seems like they can, uh, they can procreate in just about, Nothing as far as water oh, goes. Yeah, yeah. So um, the fogging is—it's it, nice. Mm. Um, you, you've got to take some precautions. You got to be smart about it. But uh, you know, it's—it's it's definitely an added benefit for you to be able to enjoy your backyard and not get, as we say in the South, carried off by mosquitoes. Get
1: Carried off by mosquitoes. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Ah. <laughs> oh. I had a cousin once. We don't know where she is. We don't know where she is. Anyhow, um, so I know we just got a few minutes here on the rest of the program. It's really been exciting. It's been helpful, informative to me. And I hope that, of course, our listeners are learning a lot, especially those who need landscapers. So maybe one final question, or at least to head us in a different direction, is um, would you consider yourself a, a small business, small company?
2: Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Yep.
1: But then there are companies out there who are quite. Large, I mean, almost corporate level, right? Like, Mm -hmm. they may be interstate. They may be in different states with the same company. Um, I do want your input on this, but I guess I'm going to start it off by saying this. Like, you know, I've heard some folks who have maybe used a big outfit, huge outfit, corporation style. And the biggest complaint I hear is like, you know, the, the company came this week and we told them what to do. And then they came the next week and they didn't do it right because it was like a different crew of people, you know, uh, do you see there is there a benefit to using maybe a small local company compared to one of these huge corporations? I mean, I feel like if, if 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 you're making that relationship with a one-on-one kind of thing, you know, if the crew's different every week, you never really get to know these people, you know. But I don't know, that's my take. What do you how do you feel about that?
2: Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's definitely something that we pride ourselves on uh, because we're small. Um, he, so my guy that I've had since the beginning. Yeah. Um, he is our operations manager. Now mm-hmm. he knows all of our properties inside and out. Yeah, If you have any issue or anything like that, he knows your property, uh, because he's been on it mm. hundreds of times. So yeah, having, having a little bit smaller company, um, of course we always want to grow and we want to, we want to bring on more employees, but if one of our properties is affected in some negative way, right. it affects my entire crew. Yeah. everybody is in, affected by that. So uh, yeah, having a small, there, there's a, there's going to be a different impact mm-hmm. um, because are, you're going to have the same two or three guys on your property every single week. Yeah. And that makes a difference. So they get to know you, they get to know your property. That's something we talk about customer service. That's something we talk about almost every day in our morning meetings yeah. is building a relationship with your customer and we've got some guys who are really good at, at talking to customers and getting to know them and figuring out what their pet peeves are. And yeah, and, yeah. and that kind of stuff is important because it is your Southern garden. Mm-hmm. You know, it's your garden and people want to feel like they're in a garden. And in order to do that, they need a gardener. Now we're not a gardening company necessarily, sure, but you know, we can figure out your pet peeves and what you like to see and that kind of thing. And I think that that's really important. Um, uh, that's a really important aspect of what we bring as a smaller company.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not necessarily like saying one's better than the other, you know, but that may be another factor that you would consider if you're looking for a landscaper. Well. Thank you, Ben, for being here. We appreciate your insight and input into the landscaping world.
2: Thank you so much for having me, man. I've enjoyed it.
1: Now, tell us how people could find you if they want to look for you.
2: Yeah, so uh, the best way is to just give me a call, 770-539-3329. That's the the best way to get in touch with me. That's my personal cell number there. Um, But you can also find our website at rosslandscape.net. And we're also on Facebook.
1: All right, gang. Well, we appreciate you joining us. I hope you all stay well and grow well this weekend. We'll see you next week.
0: Hey, thanks for joining us for this edition of Nathan Wilson's New Southern Garden Show. If you have a comment about today's program, you can reach out to Nathan by sending an email to grow at laniernurserygardens.com. Also get more information at NewSouthernGarden.com Join us next Saturday on Local News Radio 93.9 FM and AM 1350 for Nathan Wilson's New Southern Garden Show.